Thank you, Barb. I don't even know how to follow that. I will sing the wondrous story, and that's why we're here today. That's why we're here every Sunday, to sing the wondrous story. Maybe, maybe not that way. We all have our different talents, and I don't even know how I catch up with that. But that's why we're here, to sing our wondrous story this morning and what God has done. Last week, we heard about amazing stories from around the world, what God is doing in different countries all across this earth of ours. And this morning we're going to talk a little bit about what God has done across the street, across the hall, across the parking lot, and a little bit across some state lines too. So as we do, let's just, uh, if you don't mind, I'd like to start this morning's time uh, just giving it to God. So let's pray with me, please. Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for allowing your story to become our story. Thank you for allowing your hand that brought life into existence to hold back just a little so so we can help. We give you all the glory this morning and as we celebrate what you have done, may we be encouraged to go forth and do more for your glory. In Christ's name, amen. I will start by greeting you by saying, Osio, which is Cherokee for hello. And we learned a few good Cherokee words out in Cherokee Nation, Oklahoma. Uh, this summer. And that's just one of the many, many things. And my name's Tony Buxel. For those of you who don't know me, I'm the youth director here at College Hill Presbyterian Church. And um, my, uh, my cohort, Maggie Smith, is over uh, doing the stuff with Sunday school and everything this morning. And, uh, and there are so many other people that get involved in these summer ministries that we can't even begin to name you all. But if you see Maggie, please give her a big hug because after this summer, she probably needs it. Today, um, oh yeah, I wanted, before I start, let me go back and just thank guys. They're not here today, but as we think about them, I want to thank the interns because the interns made this summer wonderful as they always do, Anna Risch, Rachel Weirs, Jake Towner, David North, Sarah North, and Mike Jorgensen have just, yeah. So, and I'm sure they're going to be downloading this, you know, so that they can listen to it during the week. So you guys have heard your names now and we're good. I'd like to read from you from John chapter 1. Verses 19 through 29. And it says this, And this is the testimony of John. When the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who are you? He confessed. He did not deny, but he confessed, I am not the Christ or the Messiah. And they asked him, Well, well, then who are you? Are you Elijah? And he says, No, I, I am not Elijah. And he said, Are you a prophet? 
And he says, no, I'm, I'm not the prophet. And he says, we need to give an answer to those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? And he says, I am the voice of one crying out in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. Now, they had been sent by the Pharisees, and they asked him, then why are you baptizing if you are not the Christ or Elijah nor the prophet? And John answered them, after me, the strap of whose sandal I'm not worthy to untie. These things took place in Bethany, across the Jordan, where John was baptizing. And the next day, he saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world. Behold, the Lamb of God. That is our story. Behold, the Lamb of God. And how wonderful it is that God uses plain, ordinary people like us, like John. John was even kind of on that, over that line of ordinary. He was even kind of looked at as a little bit weird. Dressed a little funny, ate some, some weird stuff. People thought of him as, I don't know who this guy is, so we better check him out. Because he's not the Christ. He's not Elijah come again. He's not the prophet we're expecting. He's just some guy. But what he is, is he's some guy who's following what God has told him to do. He's telling the story. He's, if, if this doesn't sound too common, he's the Ed McMahon. He's warming up the audience and getting ready. I don't think he did the here's Jesus, but... But he did say, behold the lamb. That was his job. He told the story. And today we're going to hear from, from lots of people. Um, and I'll just share a little bit about me very quickly and, and where I'm coming from and why Summer Ministries at College Hill Presbyterian is so important to me. Because about 20 years ago, when I got out of high school, uh, some really nice people came up to me and said, how would you like to work at our resident camp at College Hill Presbyterian Church? And I said, that'd be great. And five summers later, I was still doing it. And it impacted my life. It changed my life. And, and every summer they would say, oh, thank you for investing in our children. And I said, for, I thought you were investing in me. I got so much out of it. And God is so good. We serve because we love God. We tell this story because he's a great God. And it's amazing because the blessings just keep coming back. It's kind of the icing on the cake. And as we go forward, we're going to hear some stories this morning from some people from our, our community here at College Hill. And I'm excited about it. And the first person 
uh, we have to come up to tell a little bit about a story from this summer is uh, Cindy Brown. So Cindy, if you'll come up. You're welcome. Good morning. Um, I just wanted to tell you a a God story about the Galilee by the Sea event. Um, This was an event that really just told the story of Paul and his witness spreading um, the word of God, you know, as far as he could take it. And um, I was working at the Galilee by the Sea event. I was one of the shopkeepers. Um, And in my shop, the kids and the, the groups would come by and I would tell them the story of Paul and explain to them um, his story through the use of different tools and talk to them about um, Paul's love for God and his willing spirit and his perseverance and his just undying, unquenchable thirst to spread the word of God. And um, we did this through the use of um, a little carabiner clip and we had all these cards that we would clip on one by one as I would tell the story. The first night of the event, um, we had these two elderly women come through who were identical. They were identical twins. That's one of the first standout things about them. Um, But they kind of were hovering in the back. They had just come in. They weren't with um, any of the groups. They just wanted to wander around and just kind of go their own pace and do their own thing while they were visiting. So they sat in the back of one of my classes and listened. Um, But they didn't make a carabiner tool or anything. They just kind of listened. Well, the next night, um, I was in between um, leading groups. And one of the women came back up to me again, and she said, will you please tell me that story again? And can I make one of the carabiner clips? Because I want to remember the story. And so I sat with her, and we made the clips, and I explained to her what each of the cards represented. Um, and then she went on her way. And then the very next night, she came back, and she brought her grandkids. And she said, I want you to make clips for my grandkids. Will you sit and tell this story again um, and make my grandkids some of these carabiner clips? So I went, and I, and I did that with her and with her grandkids. And the final night of the event, she came back again, and she said to me, is this guy for real? She said, who is this Paul, and where do I find his story? And she was so um, touched by the story of Paul being an undying witness for God. And um, for me, it was a witness about Paul and his story, how it still affects people today. And it was also, for me, um, it showed how we were telling God's story Um, even today in an effective way that just really touched this woman's heart. And she was affected by it, and she, you know, was um, drawn in to the story. Mm. Thank you. Thank you, Cindy. Wow. What a story. In Galilee, by the sea, what a cool event. Hundreds of people just gathered, running around and celebrating that story. And I'm sure that wasn't in the, the schedule or the program that every night I'm going to sit down. And, but God just kind of brings those, those really cool stories to us and lets us be a part of them. Thank you so much, Cindy. Our next person to tell a story is my good friend, Nate. So Nate Smith, come on up here. And I'm going to ask you to stand over here because so, 
because we're going to get lost behind there. You ready? Yes. All right. Tell us what happened, bud. Um, uh, I was at the uh, King's Domain program for our church, and I got in trouble, and uh, Tink was there to witness it, and Tink was the main counselor for all the boys, and so he gave me three options for the punishment. One was you can run up the hill and run down it uh, five times. You can run down the hill and then run around all sorts of stuff there. And the last one was we could just talk. And actually, I chose the running before the talk because I knew the... Because I knew that the the talk would be the lecture about don't do this, don't do that, and yeah. So then he said it was going to be a silent talk. Every time you talk, it's 50 push-ups. So I said, okay, and then he said 50 push-ups. So I got on the ground, and I started doing 10, and then he said, get up, and he pretty much chose for me, and we started to talk. We started to talk, and um, at that, I really just, Jesus just touched my heart, and I broke down, and um, just because of everything that Jesus did for us, and we still sin, and uh, at the end, the these two guys came, and one of them was named Mark, and I forget the name of the other guy, but um, Mark's, um, they figured out that I was a preacher's boy, and Mark said, I was uh, I was a uh, preacher's boy too. I've been through that stuff, and um, so whenever I whenever I went back to my cabin, I was still um, crying because because Jesus touched my heart. And um, then Blake, who was my counselor out of the two, he said, "If you just want to talk some more, you can just get down from your bunk bed and uh, tap on my shoulder, and we can go outside and talk." And so um, I stayed in my bunk bed for a little bit, but then I went down from my bunk bed and I uh, tapped on his shoulder and we went outside and that's when I really accepted God into my heart. Mm. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you very much, Nate. I appreciate your honesty in sharing your story. Good man, I appreciate you. Uh, the next person, one of the things that I have just been honored and, and blessed to be a part of uh, as part of our, our youth ministry, our, our mission trips. And it's something that is just embedded in my heart. It's something that's really, really dear to me as uh, to reach out uh, to those who maybe don't, don't have as much as we have or just don't, uh, can't get out on their own. And... Um, Two, we did two summer mission trips this year. The first one was uh, with our junior high kids to Appalachian, Tennessee. Uh, we worked with Confrontation Point Ministries again, and you might have heard that before. This is actually our third year working with them. And we were able to uh, touch the hearts. Some of, you saw some of the uh, pictures up there, especially the ladder with the, the five girls going up. And I'm like, that's a great way to paint a house. You just, I mean, you get from top to bottom and they just move the ladder. It was amazing. I was so impressed. And we got to touch the heart of a really neat guy named Donnie Shields. Um, if you remember a couple months ago, we actually printed uh, his story and, and a letter from him in Hot Off the Press. And, uh, and the week after that, 
we took some high school students out to Cherokee Nation, Oklahoma, and I have one of those awesome high school students here today. Willie Engel's going to come up and share a little bit about his experience on that trip. Good morning. Good morning. As Tony said, I'm Willie Engel. I went on the Cherokee Nation trip in Oklahoma, which was an amazing experience. Very different from here. It's hot, but it's dry, so it's okay-ish. It's hot. Yeah. My, my oven is hot and dry. It's, 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 it's hot. Yeah. Anyway, um, basically an overview of what we did was we came and stayed in... Why can't I say this right? We didn't stay in Tuskegee. That was Alabama. We stayed in... Tahlequah. Tahlequah, which was the capital of Cherokee Nation. And we stayed at the NSU College and went out each day and worked in Oaks, which was one of the poorest communities there. And we did a lot of different things there. We did um, two painting jobs because it's dry and the paint peels out there and you have to do painting everywhere. And one place, we built a fence for this lady, which was right by a road which had a lot of fast-moving cars. It's kind of like Belmont where there's no fence and you can just be standing on the road and there goes a car. Bam, there goes the cat. (laughs) And that happened to a few of our cats, which was bad. But anyway, she had about 10 grandchildren and no fence. And they would just kind of wander around and grandchildren are a lot more important than cats. So she needed a fence by this road pretty bad. So we came out one day and dug the fence post holes and put in the fence posts and concreted them. This was kind of hot because our other work site there was like shade and you could go sit in the shade for like five minutes and then come back. This, it was like the middle of the big open area where there was no shade. So that was pretty hot. But one of the most hardest and one of the most time-consuming things and what we did the most was a lot of garbage pickup. They had no curbside pickup like we do here, so they had to take it to a dump site, and then the Rumpke people would take it from the dump site to the dumpster. But some people didn't do that, so they would create a pile in their backyard, which over time would get big and smelly and nasty. So we had to clean up some of those, and also there's a lot of broken glass around. That was one of the most important things I think that we did, just pick up broken glass because there's a lot of little kids around that we saw, and they would run through the yard barefoot. And that's kind of dangerous with broken glass. Um, I didn't get to know a lot of our homeowners as well as some of the other kids, but one of the homeowners I did get to know was Dolores, and she was the homeowner of the fourth house we worked on. And she was a really amazing Christian woman. She touched our lives in so many ways, just her hope, and you could see God shining through her in everything she did. And she had a friend of hers who was around. We, She didn't say much, but she was always around. And she was a rather nice old lady. And she had Alzheimer's, which was a lot like my grandmother. And before we left, she took us out to ice cream at her family's ice cream shop. And we got to pray over her. And that was really special because I could understand just how much it meant to live with someone who had Alzheimer's they can't remember. And it was really touching to get to pray over her. And that was really important. But one of the big themes of the week that we had 
in our little talking group was serving. This mission trip was hot, it was tiring, it was time-consuming. And we talked about, why not just send money and then pay somebody to paint the house, pay somebody to build the fence, pay somebody to clean up the garbage? Why take your money and then spend it on gas and food and go yourself? And one of the main reasons for doing that was that it's being a servant. There's a big difference between sending somebody money and then going and doing it yourself. And it's a lot more touching if somebody comes and cleans your house themselves instead of paying somebody to do it. It's a lot more personal. And it's kind of a drop-off at the end, but I will end with that. Have a good morning. (laughs) Thanks, Willie. I don't remember that cat thing being in your notes, but uh, that is funny. That's just a, a very, very small sample of the stories that can be told of this summer. And I'm sure that if we had all day, we could just keep bringing people up right and left to, to share their story, God's story, about what they experienced uh, this summer here at College Hill. And so what I'm going to do uh, is ask for another uh, type of, of testimony, if you will. And what I'd like to do is just, just right where you are, I'm going to ask you if you have spent any time this summer being a part of summer ministries, whether it be uh, a shopkeeper at Galilee by the Sea, maybe you were a, a, a tribe leader at Galilee by the Sea, or you participated in cooking, if you went on a mission trip, with the youth, with sunlight power, with whomever. If you, if you help, maybe, maybe you can't go, but you say, you know what, I'd like to support you through, through money or through prayer. If you, if you helped in music and drama camp, swim ministry, I've got like a bunch of them listed here. It's going to take me an hour to get through them. But you get the picture. If you participated in any of those ministries, the cookout, would you do me a favor and just, just stand up? Please, don't be shy. Everybody just kind of take a look around. This is, this is good. You may be seated. Thank you. What a testimony. This is telling our story. And here's the thing. I want to just give you a little challenge before we leave. So many times we do these things, and it's great because that's what the Bible says to do, right? It tells us to go serve people, tells us to go out and spread the gospel. And we do it, and we take our pen, and we, and we check it off. Hey, I, I, let's see, I did a mission trip. I served the church. I did a galley by sea. I, I served the poor. I, I gave away some hot dogs and water. Okay, um, I'm good. I'm coasting the rest of my life. And too many times we do that, and it's an ongoing story. Don't let your story end in August of 2008, but instead use this. Like the word I keep using over and over again is a springboard. It's just a catalyst. It's something that gets us off of our behinds and out in the street 
where we're supposed to be, loving on some people. So let's take this summer and say, you know what? That was great, but I can't wait to see what the rest of the year brings. I know for a fact that Maggie Smith has out in the atrium a big sign-up for Sunday school teachers. I know that Chris Miller has plenty of outreach stuff planned for the future. I know that there are small group things and other ministries going on throughout this church that need and desire your help. What a pleasure it is to do that and to come together and tell God's story. Amen.